Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Accidentally buying apps and booking tickets for the wrong date. Does it sound familiar? Well, more than one in three people say these are among the silly and avoidable money mistakes that people made last year. 36% of people who took part in this survey said they made errors in judgement when it came to spending and saving habits. I know I am completely guilty of not cancelling subscriptions. That is my, one of my huge flaws is that I sign up to things, totally forget about it and realise uh, a couple of months later that I never cancelled it and, you know, the, the 5.99s and the 6.99s that come out in multiples uh, every month but I did a clear out and clawed back money from that at the well towards the end of last year actually I want to hear though about your money mistakes that you've made those errors of judgement as the survey described them the silly and avoidable money mistakes let me know the things that you forgot to cancel what are they 53106 is the text number The Consumer Corner on Lunchtime Live yeah, Sinead Ryan, of course, is with me and I've no doubt going to give out to me about not cancelling those uh, subscriptions um, earlier than I should have. But anyway, we'll come to that a bit later. Derek is on the line. Derek, what happened to you lately? How you doing? Um, well, it would have been on the 9th of January there. Um, I got a, a text message from on post and I suppose, not thinking I hit into it, that I had to pay €1.90 for a customs fee. Um I didn't think any more of it till about an hour later. I would have got a phone call. I thought it was all legit from on post. And um, it was a guy telling me that he was from EBS Fraud Squad, that my account was actually being hacked at the moment. And um, I, I kind of questioned who he was at the at the time, although he was able to tell me my exact bank uh, balance that was in the EBS at the time. So that kind of gave me some comfort of, he was legitimate, but um, he then asked me that he was telling well, telling me my funds weren't safe in the ABS, that if I had a Revolut account, to move it over there while he was on the phone. Um, and like that, when I got my balance off, I kind of thought he was legit. So I moved, I think it was 1900 over onto Revolut. I would have already had about, I think it was 1130 in there. Okay. Um, now, during this phone call, he was kind of persuading me to move as much as I could over. And looking back, thank God, the EBS froze my account at 1900 because I could have ended up moving a lot more over. Um, but he had actually told me, instructed me to delete the Revolut app while he was on the phone so he could... He he, he told me that it, it would reset the app. Um, and foolishly enough, I did. I deleted the app, but got very suspicious then and downloaded it. By the time I did download the app then, and this all happened within two, three minutes, um, 3,030 euro was gone out of the Revolut right. app. In, and it was gone out through Apple Pay and bought Coinbase. Um, I knew then straight away, obviously, that I was after being frauded. And uh, it's, it's just, when when I got onto Revolut, they were not one bit entertaining about it at all. Um, they accused me of authorising the payment which is wholly impossible because the app was deleted on my phone. I don't even have Apple Pay. I never did. And all along they said that it was my own fault that I authorised the payment and okay. they were not going to reimburse me. Yeah. And were you able to get, get, get in... T- you, you obviously, well, you, you did get in touch with, with Revolut then. You were able to communicate yeah, well, with somebody. Yeah, it was a struggle because you're, you're on these uh, message chats. Mm. I pleaded with them from somebody from fraud 
to contact me just so in the future that other people aren't like their money is now stolen out of their accounts like that could have been every penny belonged to somebody mm-hmm. um, EBS were absolutely utterly fantastic they were able to pay me back the 1900 euro within three days and there was no problem there whatsoever because when I got in touch with the real fraud in the EBS they had told me they were monitoring the account Okay so they were but now, was that, that's who flagged it with you in the first place Yes the EBS yeah. were absolutely okay. fantastic but when I got in touch with Revolut all along they were saying that I did authorise the payment and but at the same time in these few moments they were sending me messages that I couldn't receive because I was on the phone to the fraudster thinking it was the EBS fraud and they were sending me messages telling me that another phone, another Android phone had logged onto my account. Mm. Okay. And still they let the money leave my account L- knowing L- that it wasn't me. Yeah. Stay with us, Derek. Sinead Ryan is uh, is with me in studio. Um, where does this leave, Derek? Or what's, what's your advice, Sinead, for Derek? It just shows you, I suppose, how sophisticated some of these scams have got. I mean, Derek sounds like somebody very sensible who's across his bank accounts, knows his mm. balances, and that, that wouldn't be true of everybody. Um, and these fraudsters, when they decide that they are going down a route of when they finally make contact with somebody and can spin them a tale that sounds very plausible, sounds believable, and then get them to action things that they want done, um, it, it really can be impossible to pull back at that stage. Uh, I suppose uh, in terms of the difference in how the banks treat you, this is possibly one of the drawbacks of a fintech. And I mean, look, everybody loves the old revolution. They're great and they're fast. Great and all when the you're money away, sharing and all that. Yeah. yeah. But look, they don't have branches here. They they're, they're not based here. There's nowhere you can kind of walk in and say, look, can I speak to somebody? Yeah, you can't go into something's the, gone yeah, wrong, you know. The and, and, and the the downside of that is that it can be more difficult maybe just to have that conversation or get in touch with people compared maybe to, to a kind of a regular street-based bank, as they say. Um, so in terms of the refunds, you know, without being 100% clear about exactly where the fraud emanated or what happened, I would just say it is it was 10 times more likely that you will be defrauded, not by somebody hacking into your account and stealing your money, which I know a lot of people, especially older people, are concerned about. It is far, far more likely that you will be um, hoodwinked by taking an action yourself that you you think is legitimate, you think you're doing Mm. the right thing, but in fact you end up helping the fraudster by deleting, going in, putting in your pin, giving away your details. Well, as Derek said, clicking on the unpost alleged message, you know. The unpost one, and that one started during COVID. It's not helped by the fact that unpost actually do send out texts to say you're you're due to pay a customs charge or whatever. It's not helpful and I I don't know of a way around that. Um, but, But anything that requires you to click through to a link on your phone, that's the that's the killer. That's what's going to do it for you. Whereas if you go in separately on a separate browser, and I mean, most of us will have a laptop or a PC or something mm. else and start from scratch at that process, you'll find that you avoid, um, in a lot of cases, the scammer being able to access the information because they've sent you the link and the link is going through very often to a cloned website. It's not going through to the right place at all. Uh, we got a statement here, Derek, back from Revolut. I know you've been yeah. in touch in touch with them. I have several yeah. times, yeah. Yeah. And they say to us in the statement, look, they're, you know, they're sorry that, that you were targeted by scammers. They take responsibility to protect customers seriously. They've made um, investment in their systems and processes, etc. They are offering support via the app chat, which 
they say is the most secure method to communicate and speaking to us via the chat means customers can be certain they're connected to a member of the team rather than somebody who could be pretending or purporting to be a scammer um, and if you're a Revolut customer and think you've been victim of fraud freeze your cards immediately in the Revolut app and contact Revolut via their um, in-app chat is the uh, the latest statement I have from them, Sinead. Yeah, and actually that freezing card facility is now available from all banks uh, via their app and it can be the quickest way of doing it uh, because it means then even while that conversation is taking place or something's happening, if the account is frozen, well then nobody can get at it, including you. And a lot of them then will allow you to go in manually after the fact and, and unfreeze it, uh, as it were, but not until you've had a conversation with somebody in a separate browser, making a separate phone call into your bank. It's Doing it through the device on which you've been contacted, I, I think, often causes more problems. Uh, Derek, I know you wanted to highlight this, um, I suppose, just, just two people and, and, and via Sinead here as well in the Consumer Corner. But you, you did mention you got the um, the money refunded. €1,900 was it. refunded yeah. to me from EBS. And to, I don't know how many long-winded emails and message chats that I just got totally frustrated with it and I just shelved it because I was getting nowhere with Revolut. All the emails kept stating that I authorised the payment, albeit that, like I say, I never had Apple Pay. I never used Apple Pay. There was a a separate device, not mine, was logged onto my account, and the IP address came up on it, which Revolut sent me, knowing that it wasn't me from Dublin 11, and I was in Dublin 10 on that occasion. Like, to me, it's beggar's belief that they didn't actually freeze my account for me and stop that money leaving the account because it was... Like, the €3,030 to go out into, let's say, Apple Pay and straight into Coinbase, into Bitcoin, that that wouldn't have been a regular thing that I'd have ever done. Mm. So is, straight away, they should have flagged that. Is there anything, Sinead, that, that Derek can do well, here now? I know bank systems are always drawing this fine line between what is a, what is a transaction and what is not. Um, now, certainly thousands of euro buying Bitcoin or Coinbase doesn't seem to be a regular transaction for lots of people uh, and obviously not you Derek but I have had the experience, the opposite experience where I've made a legitimate purchase and they've fr- frozen, frozen my yeah, <laughs> I'm saying, I know. I've are you sure this is real and then you end up in a loop of phone calls and that. Yeah. so there's always that fine line. From, from the bank's perspective um, they don't actually have to refund you at all if you if they claim and if they can show that you initiated the transaction now I know that's therein lies your problem because you're saying no I didn't and they're saying yes you did the EBS in refunding you have made I suppose a commercial decision to do that and I know that other banks Bank of Ireland and AIB have have done the same in the past Mm. with customers but the truth remains that it wasn't their systems that were hacked into it was you as a customer and Look, it's always going to be an awkward one, a sticky one. I mean, you'd like to think the banks will do the right thing, but I presume they're dealing with thousands is, and thousands of these all the time and it can be very, very challenging. Is there any, sides. anywhere else for Derek to go with this, Sinead? Well, you could take, you could certainly ring up the financial ombudsman and see will they take the case. I mean, you could certainly start with ECC Ireland um, or the banking regulator. I, I would start off with the financial services ombudsman. Mm. Give them a call, see what they say. The fact that you've reached the end of the line with Revolut will help your case because it means they can take up a case now if they feel there is one to be made. Uh, I would definitely do that and they will certainly listen to you. There's a form to fill in, um, explain your story and, and see where they take it. Is that an option, Derek, or something you'd consider? I might consider it. Now, I yeah. did receive an email there from Revolut explaining to me that I could take it up with the financial okay. um, court okay. in Lithuania. But 
I honestly yeah and and that's where they're based but uh, what you will find is that the financial services ombudsman here may be able to direct you uh, to how that is how that may be facilitated over there um, and and hopefully act on your behalf keep us posted Derek uh, either way on whatever you decide to do um, with that but definitely worth flagging to customers I suppose just briefly Sinead it's um, with the whole discussion around IBAN and, and Revolution yeah. Ireland it's probably something just worth flagging with well, people actually is, and today. also just to remind people like when you are dealing with um, fintechs or even with regular banks and I'm especially thinking of people now booking holidays and planning to go abroad and trips like that it's always worth checking in advance the way different banks work and different things are done for instance like if you are in a farm bank you take money out of an ATM now here you don't get charged for that because that's a decision the central bank in Ireland has made but you take it out in France or Italy mm, or in a non-euro currency you know all about it either a flat fee or yeah. a percentage and people howl in protest at that um, and even when you're kind of dealing with currencies just to know what your bank does and doesn't do. If you're going on holiday, let your bank know mm. in the app. You'll be able to tell them your dates where you're going so they don't freeze your card yeah. and then a transaction is real. Uh, but also be aware of currency conversions. Be aware of how money the is charges. extracted from you. Look yeah. it up. Get, kind of make yourself self-aware about that. Revolut is great and it has drawbacks. Yeah, OK. Just to be to be aware of it. Sinead Ryan, as always, thanks a million, Sinead, for joining us here for the Consumer Corner. Lunchtime live at News Talk to Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.